0: This is the Budget-Minded Traveler podcast, episode number seven. Welcome to the Budget-Minded Traveler podcast, your source for the tips and tactics that will inspire and equip you to travel the world. And the best part? It won't break your bank. And now, the Budget-Minded Traveler herself and your host, Jackie LaLainen. Hey guys, how's it going? I am coming to you from the great city of Austin, Texas today as our adventure in Baja came to a close last week. And if you missed the memo on what we were doing down there, you can check out episode number five, which is all about how we set up free lodging on the beach and got to live in Mexico for six weeks. But our time there is over and we have moved on to explore Austin, which is a place neither of us have been before, but we're visiting friends and having a great time. And this city is so cool. I'm really impressed by it so far. And, um we'll be back home in bozeman after just a week here and this my friends is the beauty of only buying one-way tickets somewhere which is what we did when we went to mexico because we ended up getting to come here for only a little bit more than the cost of getting a ticket straight home so why not we figured this is the best chance we've had yet to visit friends in austin You know, one of the things I'm always thankful for when I get back to the US is turning on my phone and being able to make and receive calls and everything as normal and being able to connect to apps and internet without having to find Wi-Fi. And this may sound a little backwards, but it's crazy how liberating it feels for me to turn on my fully functioning phone, especially since almost all of what I do for work takes place online. And I think usually you hear it the other way around, that it's supposed to be liberating to turn off your phone. But hey, everyone's circumstances are different. And for me, I need to be connected for my work. So I think it's great. And I'm not just rambling about this for no reason, because this session is all about taking your smartphone abroad and not just taking it, but actually using it to the best of its technical capabilities. And I'm saying smartphone because. Most of the tips in this episode will apply to any type of smartphone, but I specifically use an iPhone and my cellular service provider is Verizon. So some of the specifics will refer to the iPhone or Verizon. But if you don't use these brands, then just consider these tips a starting point for you to then do a little research and um, take it from there. And if you don't happen to have a smartphone, but would like to have a phone overseas or are interested in what you can do, then there is definitely a section of this episode for you as well. So stay tuned. I actually recently published a blog post with all this information as well, and I'm going to use it as the show notes page for this episode. But the reason that I wanted to share this information in a podcast episode as well as well is because if you're anything like me, you may either listen to a podcast or follow a blog, but perhaps you just don't do both. So some of the information throughout my podcast as a whole will be repeated on my blog, just presented in a different manner, naturally. Um, and that's because I think it's important enough for everyone to either see it or hear it. So however you're getting it, at least you're getting it. So let's get to it. A lot of people who make their way outside U.S. borders don't know what their options even are when it comes to how they can use their phone while they're traveling. And smartphones are an incredible tool for traveling. So, I'm going to do my best to make sure you know how to use your smartphone to the best of its ability when you're traveling. And I'm going to break it down into three traveler scenarios and I'm and we'll go through each one. So the three are Traveler A, You're going on perhaps a shorter trip and want Wi-Fi capability to keep in touch with family and friends or check Facebook, email, post to Instagram, et cetera, but you don't necessarily need an international SIM card or call functions on your phone while you're abroad. Traveler B, you're going abroad for a significant amount of time and would like an international SIM card to have all the bells and whistles, which is calling and data capabilities, et cetera, everything for your smartphone abroad. And Traveler C, you're interested in adding global services to your already existing plan so that whether your trip is short or long, you can just pay a little more to use your already existing phone and plan overseas. And this is um, just after that section is, is where I'm going to talk to you guys who don't have a smartphone. So I can't tell you which type of traveler you are, but just pay attention um, to whichever one suits your situation the best. We're going to start with traveler A, which is using your iPhone abroad for Wi-Fi functions. You don't need to do anything special to your phone before you go abroad unless you're leaving for at least a month. And I say that because if if you're not going to be needing your U.S. cell service at all for a month or longer, then you might consider putting your service on hold. You can do this online or by calling your carrier's customer service I know that specifically for Verizon, you should do this online in your My Verizon account because if you call customer service and ask them to do it, they're going to charge you a $15 fee. So on our recent trip, we actually waited until we got to Mexico and then we went online and did it and it took effect immediately. And we actually only turned off my husband's phone. We left mine on so that I could still receive voicemails and um, use iMessage because I'm still not sure how that works if you freeze your phone. And then when you get back to the States, um, like just the other day we did this, you can go back online and reactivate your service. And it took effect immediately when he turned his phone back on. So um, if this is possible to do with your service and you won't be needing your, your, your service or one of the service for the, I mean, I don't want to say your phone, you can take your actual phone, but if you're not going to be needing the service for your, your U.S. service for your phone, then it could save you a significant amount of money if you freeze it, and that money would otherwise be wasted. So just think about that. All right, after you arrive in your destination country, you're gonna go through these steps. And again, the notes are all online at thebudgetmindedtraveler.com slash seven for episode seven. So if you forget or can't take notes or just simply don't know what I'm talking about, you can refer back to everything there. So step one, in your settings, or if you have an iPhone, you can swipe up your control panel, panel, turn airplane mode on. And this ensures that you will not use any data or incur any unexpected charges. And this is assuming you do not freeze your phone. And why is this important? Because if you don't freeze your phone like we just talked about, and your phone happens to pick up service in foreign countries, I've seen this happen with AT&T or uh, T-Mobile, not Verizon. but. Um, Your phone might actually pick up service and then you might be tempted to use your apps or answer a phone call or send a text or something that will skyrocket your bill. This is not your hometown cell towers that you're using. You're in a foreign country and international rates and charges will be applied to your account and I can guarantee you you will not like the sight of that. So make sure your airplane mode is turned on. Step two, in your settings, find your Wi-Fi and turn your Wi-Fi on. At least for iPhones, enabling airplane mode automatically turns your Wi-Fi off. So you'll want to go back in and turn it back on. And your only chance to use your phone's Wi-Fi capable apps and functions will be when you are connected to Wi-Fi. So if you aren't picking up any free signals, you'll want to head to a coffee shop or a restaurant or your hotel or something um, in hopes to find one. And then step three, to connect to a Wi-Fi signal, go into your settings, select Wi-Fi, and select a network. And if wherever you are, if your hotel or restaurant provides Wi-Fi that takes a password, you'll need to just get the password from them and then select that network and type in the password to connect. And while you're connected to Wi-Fi, there are a lot of things that you can do, especially on an iPhone. And this is, yes, even in a foreign country on Wi-Fi, you can do this with an iPhone. Sorry, droids. iPhones only on this one. But you can use FaceTime, which is a really nice way to chat with friends and family back home, as long as they have iPhones as well and are awake at the same time as you. Don't forget about time zones. So just open your contacts, select the person you want to FaceTime and hit FaceTime in your options. If they don't have an iPhone, it won't work. And iMessages. This is one of my favorite things about the iPhone and being, it might be my single most favorite thing about the iPhone. iMessages are simply texts between iPhones. So these function on Wi-Fi, even if you're overseas, it doesn't matter where in the world you are you can text anyone that has an iPhone and it's between iPhones only. And it doesn't cost you anything as long as you're on Wi-Fi. And you don't have to do anything special to make iMessage work. Your phone already knows what to do. You don't have to turn anything on. You can simply just text anyone else with an iPhone. It's amazing. And if you aren't sure who has one, you can look back in your texts. Anyone you text that has blue text bubbles is an iPhone, and anyone with green text bubbles is not. So that little bit right there was just for iPhone users. And I have a great resource of travel apps on my blog at thebudgetmindedtraveler.com dot slash travel apps, one word for more options that you can do with your phone abroad. And one of those apps is Voxer. It's possibly my favorite app ever. It's the free app that I highly recommend for staying in touch with family and friends across the world. I even use it at home. Um, but any apps that function on Wi-Fi, like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Mail, Voxer, et cetera, these are all accessible as long as you are connected to Wi-Fi. And this is the amazing thing about this Traveler A scenario is that you really can use a lot of you know, functions on your phone just from wifi. It's all free. You're not going to be paying for service with this, which is great. The only functions that you can't do with your phone in this scenario are receive and, um, send, you know, make and receive phone calls and text anyone who doesn't also use iMessage or who doesn't have an iPhone. And of course you can't access anything that needs wifi to function if you're not connected to a wifi signal. All right. So now you know how to use your phone abroad with Wi-Fi alone. So let's move on to Traveler B in our scenario who wants a fully functioning phone, including phone calls. So Traveler B, this one is about using your smartphone with an international SIM card. So there is an an important step for Traveler B before you leave the States. And that is step one, unlock your phone. And contrary to popular belief, this is actually really easy. You just call your customer service and ask them to unlock your phone for international use, which with an iPhone, they send a cyberspace request to Apple to unlock it. And the request comes back approved and presto, your phone is unlocked. It took all of 10 seconds for them to unlock my phone when I called. Of course, the phone call took a bit longer, but you can find more resources for unlocking your phone on my blog. And I'll put the link to that post in the show notes as well. Usually it's just a matter of calling your customer service. Um, so why is it important to unlock your phone? It's important if you want to be able to use your own phone once you get abroad. If your phone is locked, you will have to buy a local phone rather than using your own. Unlocking your phone gives you the ability to use an international SIM card. And, a SIM, and SIM cards are used in many countries. They're little chips that insert into your phone and they contain your phone number, your data, your credits, everything, such that you could take your SIM card out of one phone and put it into another and still have the same you know, phone number and credits and everything. And iPhone users specifically, you are in luck. Droid users, I can't promise your phone is even equipped with a SIM card as we recently found out that my husband's Casio smartphone is not. Just one more reason to love the iPhone. But moving on, after you arrive in your destination country, this is going to be step two. Purchase a micro SIM card. So there's a few different sizes of SIM cards, regular, micro, and nano, and the iPhone takes micro SIM cards. And in most cases, you'll just need to locate a store where they're available for purchase. These are, um, you can, I mean, they should be in every town, multiple places, really. I actually was just in the London Heathrow airport and saw a vending machine that was selling SIM cards, which I thought was amazing. So easy. I don't think it's usually that easy. But if you find a, a store that has, you know, everything cell phone, then you'll be able to get a SIM card there. And they're cheap. They usually cost between 5 and $20, I'd say, um, depending on where you are in the world. And here's a few things to keep in mind when you buy an international SIM card. One, if you purchase it from a store, you may be required to show your passport. So just bring it with you. I mean, that's if you're not you know, finding a vending machine, getting it out of a vending machine. Two, some SIM carriers are better than others, just like in the States. Some offer better deals or cheaper prices. So if you have a chance, ask around to see which carrier the locals prefer before you get yours. Three, some SIM carriers might simply be a better option because they exist in more than one country. They're not just limited to, for example, when I lived in Italy, I had an Italian SIM card, which I had to really stock up my credits for when I went and traveled throughout Europe because I wasn't going to be able to access recharge credits for that carrier while I was, you know, gallivanting throughout Europe. Um, So if you get a general one that's available in multiple countries, you'll be able to access recharge credits no matter what country you're in. So that's definitely something to look into to keep in mind if you're going to be traveling through multiple countries. And make sure it is the right size and will work for your phone. This is the last thing to keep in mind. Whichever phone you decide to buy it for, just make sure you get the right one because they're not all the same anymore. So your SIM card is essentially your phone number, your service provider, and usually it'll include a limited amount of credits on it. But you still need to buy credit to be able to use it. I mean, you'll, I mean, sometimes it comes with, you know, like 10 minutes of phone call or whatever, but usually that's not enough. So step three is purchase any extra credits or data that might not have come included on your SIM card that you're going to want to use. And these are available in the same store that you buy your SIM card from. Um, And a lot of convenience stores actually also sell them. And they come in the form of cards with scratch off codes or maybe by an automated system that the store clerk can do for you. Your SIM card provides your phone number while credits and data provide your service essentially. So it is pay as you go with SIM cards. So once you use up your credit, you need to buy more and activate it on your phone. And step four is inserting the SIM card into your phone. For iPhones, make sure your phone is off, take off any case you might have, and find the tiny slot on the side with a little hole in it, and use a paper clip to push into the hole. Um, You need to push it pretty hard. I actually thought I was gonna break something the first time I was doing it, because you have to kind of give it a really good push, and that little tray will slide out. And that's where you can remove your SIM card that's associated with your account in the States. Be really careful not to lose this (laughs) and uh, replace it with your new international SIM card. And then turn your phone back on to set up your new SIM. On other phones, I have found the SIM card slot like behind the battery. You might just need to look for it a little bit, just be a little slot somewhere somewhere. So step five, add any credits or data that you just purchased. And if you're using a card with a scratch off code, just follow the instructions on the card. Usually it has something to do with dialing a number, and a recording will tell you what to do to enter your code and activate your credit. And one thing here, be careful if you are in a country that speaks a foreign language, um, because these recordings will be in the native language of the country. So perhaps ask someone else to help you load your credits to make sure nothing gets lost in translation. And once you have activated your credit, you should be good to go. You will have a local phone number. You should be able to use everything on your phone just as you would in the States. So that brings us to our last traveler scenario, Traveler C, which is adding global service to your plan already. And this is actually the hardest part to get specific about because there are so many different cellular carriers within the U.S. and each carrier's services and rates are going to vary. However, I use Verizon and I can tell you a little bit about what I know about Verizon and then you can take this and apply it to your own carrier so at least you will know what to look for. So within Verizon, there's such a thing called global services. And if you look at the plans and pricing, you'll see that it's an add-on deal that goes on top of your already existing service. So it enables you to use your phone while overseas. It just gives, give, it gives you several options of how you'd like to pay for it, too. And depending on what country you go to, there may be specific deals or special deals just for that country. For example, since I was just in Mexico, I looked into service there, and there is a special plan between the US, Mexico, and Canada which would have allowed me to pay $15 per month for 1,000 anytime minutes to make and receive phone calls. And that can be shared among phones on the same um, Share Everything plan. But the only bummer about this plan is that it also costs you $0.50 to send a text and $0.05 to receive. And I don't know for sure if you could still send free iMessages on Wi-Fi or if they'll charge you if you have the plan enabled. So if anyone has the answer to that, please share in the comments section of the show notes and I opted not to get that plan because I have Skype credit and I can make phone calls as necessary through that and I can also check my voicemail through that to see if I've received any message any messages and on that note if you are going to want to check your voicemails by calling your phone make sure you add a passcode to your voicemail if you want to do it this way it can be done online even but you will need to have that in place So even though I opted not to get the plan, the reason I would have chosen that one if I were getting one is that the only thing I can't do on my iPhone when I'm abroad is make and receive phone calls, and this would solve that. And with my Wi-Fi capabilities, I can still use all my apps for free as long as I'm connected to Wi-Fi. So with that plan, I could have full use of my phone while in Mexico for just $15 more per month if I wanted to, plus text, of course. Um, And the other option for Verizon users in Mexico would be to pay $4.99 per month for use of the phone. And then you pay by the minute or the megabyte like for data or text. But I can see that getting expensive really quickly. And I did end up not doing any of them because I just combined my Wi-Fi with Skype and kind of made it work. But the point here is that there are possibilities to using your phone abroad just by adding some sort of global services to your plan. So get online and do your research to find out what kind of international services are available to you for a decent price. And watch out because if you opt for a plan like the $4.99 one where you pay as you use minutes, etc., that could easily get out of hand. And watch out as well because if you don't opt to add an international service plan, yet your phone picks up some some foreign carrier in your destination country, like I said, that AT&T or T-Mobile do. You will find that your phone works, phone calls and all, but you will not like what you see when the bill comes because any minutes and data that you use will be charged at full international rates. So if you do opt for the global services route, I suggest taking care of it before you leave the US just for convenience. That way you can use your phone to call and set it up if you need to because you won't be able to do that abroad. Could be easier than doing it online. And the last thing I wanted to talk about on this episode is Buying a cheap phone overseas to use. And this can be, I mean, any traveler scenario, any one of the travelers in these three scenarios could opt to do this because even with Traveler A, you can opt to buy, you know, a cheap phone to use the local phone number, local text and calling while you still have your Wi-Fi and apps and everything on your iPhone. You can use that for free. So there's a cheap way to do it there. And uh, if you're Traveler C and you just... You would rather it might be cheaper for you to get a a regular phone abroad than adding service to your already existing plan. Or if you have a dumb phone, I like to call them dumb phones. I did for a long time, so that's why I'm allowed to call it that. But uh, if you have a dumb phone, you will not be able to use it abroad unless it is SIM card compatible. And even then, some countries are strict about what phones will work with their carriers. So check behind the battery to see if there is a little SIM card in there. Check around your phone, see if there is some. Most dumb phones that are available in the U.S. are not SIM compatible. But don't worry about that because your destination country is bound to have a lot of international cell phones for you to choose from for cheap. And these phones will already be SIM card capable And some might even come packaged with a SIM card and credits included. So this means you don't even need to have a smartphone overseas. You can still have a regular old dumb phone, but the ones overseas will be SIM-capable, and that is the key to using it abroad. So you'll simply just need to purchase a new phone, and um, in most cases, this won't cost you much. I have paid as little as $10 in Brazil and as much as $65 in Italy for a phone. And it is a really simple process. It's much easier than it is to get a cell phone through a major carrier in the U.S. You just, I mean, it's basically the same steps as in the Traveler B section for buying a SIM card. You know, you just need to add the step of buying a cheap phone while you're at it. Something to put the SIM card in. And if you go this route, you will also need to add credits or minutes as you go. And I must throw in a disclaimer that the way SIM cards are obtained and how they function throughout different countries may not be exactly like I have said. I'm sorry, but until I go to every country in the world and try it out, I can't tell you exactly how they work everywhere. However, this is how it mo- it works in most of the foreign countries that I have been to, so I hope you're at least able to get the gist of it, even if you have to figure it, up, figure it out a bit more, you know, a bit differently in your destination country. The bit about the Wi-Fi should be legit everywhere, unless you end up somewhere that has sort of block or limited use on their public Wi-Fi. Um, you should be able to use your Wi-Fi and apps, just as I have said. Before. So I, I hope that this has been helpful for you if you're planning to tape take your phone abroad. I know there's been a lot of information in this episode, but remember it's all online too on my blog at thebudgetmindedtraveler.com slash seven for episode seven. There is a link there to the full blog post with all this information plus comments. And on that note, if you have anything helpful to add about this subject, please do leave a comment because that's a great way to help each other with up-to-date information you know, sharing personal experience with any of this is really, really valuable for other readers. So please do share if you have something to share. And that is where I leave you today. I'm going to add one last thing here. If you have been enjoying these podcasts, please consider leaving me a review in iTunes. I would appreciate that very much. And if you don't know how to do that, you can go to the com slash podcast. And there, there are instructions there for how to leave a review in iTunes. So thank you in advance if you decide to do that. And until next time, have a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich.